The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome back to the Daily Witness Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Van Vieren. This is part two of The Healing Journey. Now, this is a brand new year, and I promise you this. It is a wise thing for you to get into divine healing, even if you're feeling amazing right now. This is something that everybody should be very familiar with. That's why I do these podcasts. I do these podcasts for those that need healing. I do these podcasts for those that don't need healing right now, but it is an investment. Praise God. So let's get into a word of prayer. Father, Lord, we come before you in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for what Jesus has done for us, Lord. Thank you for loving us so much that you sacrificed your precious son for each and every one of us. Thank you that divine healing is part of your redemption plan. And Lord, as I minister today, use me. Lord, let me say the right words. And Lord, open the hearts and ears of your people to receive this word. That, Lord, they can grow in divine healing and they can manifest your goodness in their life by receiving what Jesus has already done for them. Lord, we love you. And, Lord, I thank you so much for everything you have done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to start off by saying this, you know, not only is there a lot of churches and ministries in Port Elizabeth, not only is there a lot of churches and ministries in South Africa, but there's a lot of churches and ministries globally, okay, all over the world. I don't know how much, you know, towns there are or uh, cities there are worldwide, but hey, there's a lot. And in each city, in each town, I believe there's some sort of church, some sort of ministry, some sort of home church. And uh, it matters on where you go. I'm going to say that again. It matters where you go. It matters to what church or ministry you belong. Because here's the truth. God has called certain people into the fivefold ministry. And those people that he has called, they are the ones that have a pure heart for him. They are the ones that God has personally anointed. Remember, like Moses and Aaron, he anointed them. They were operating in their God-given calling. And then you get those Christians that, uh, yes, they got a heart for God, but they are not anointed to go into ministry, and yet they're going to ministry. Yes, there's ministers out there that, uh, you know, they got a heart for God, but they are not anointed, but they still go out there because they believe this is what they want to do. They are pleasing the Lord and they step in out there and they got no anointing. And then, you know, you get those that whose hearts are in the wrong place, man. They go out there and they go out there to deceive. They go out there to make money. You know, for them, it's all about the money. Now, just because a church is a church, just because a ministry is a ministry, it doesn't mean it's of God. Now, I think that the world will be shocked if we really knew. I'm talking about on a global scale here, how much ministries and churches are actually really called of God. Because uh, like in the continent of Africa alone, you know, you hear a lot of different horrid stories of how these pastors are making the congregation drink petrol or letting a snake bite them to prove that they have faith in God to protect them. And uh, then there's pastors that, 
you know, they pretend to walk on air or change liquids in bottles to they generating fake miracles. And it's all about them. It's all about getting the money into their banking account. And there's a lot of wicked stuff happening, not not only in the continent of Africa, but all around the world. There's people that go around, you know, calling themselves prophets. And for them, it's just about the title. They want to be recognized. They kind of like the Pharisees in Jesus's time. You know, they want to sit in, in the best places. They want to be greeted in the markets. You know, it's it's all about them. And uh, every day they're saying, you know, thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord. And personally, I don't believe in that. I believe that God has given us his word and there comes a point in a person's life where we stop running to other people and we start going to the Father directly. That's why God has given us his word so we can get to know him, that we can learn how to walk in faith, how to operate in the kingdom. Now, yes, uh, God has anointed certain people to be prophets, but, um, you know, I've been to quite a few churches growing up and uh, it just gets out of hand when every second person calls himself a prophet you know that's when i start drawing the line you know and when uh, they say you know come get your word from god tonight you know when it comes to prophecy and all that you can't switch it on and off it is god's gift it's not our gift it is god's gift and he will turn it on when he feels like it and you cannot put a date on that you cannot say okay this sunday Prophet so-and-so is going to be there and he's going to prophesy. He's got a bunch of words, you know, and all that. You can't do that, you know. So when someone comes out straight and says they're a prophet or on social media, they put that title before their name. I just, man, I just scroll past. I, I can't take them seriously, you know, because it's not about the title. It's about the message. And when people steer their congregation members or steer partners away from the written word of God, that's when a person needs to draw the line. You know, I believe every minister, every single minister should be teaching the written word of God. That's where God is speaking to us. That's what the Bible is. The Bible is God speaking to us. So when it comes to divine healing, you've got to be very careful on who you listen to. There's a lot of people that think they know about divine healing and they know nothing. Because I've seen it many, many times. You know, Port Elizabeth isn't exactly a massive city. But in Port Elizabeth alone, I've come across a lot of people that they like to shine and they want to preach on everything and they don't know everything. Now, me personally, there's certain things that I don't preach on because I don't know about it. And the stuff that I preach on is the stuff that I've been seeking the Lord on for years. And the stuff that I preach on is things that I've been practicing for years. And the things that I preach on is things that I have physical fruit in. In my life with you know and the more you study something out and the more you practice it means the more you grow in it you actually grow up in these different areas and i'll preach on things like healing or wisdom or the blessing or debt freedom you know i'll teach on those things or divine protection because i study it out i practice it i live by this stuff this is what i was telling the lord before i went into ministry when i first got the call in my life i said lord i'm not going to go out there if i'm not living by the stuff that i'm preaching and over a period of years, I began researching the stuff out from the written word of God. I started studying out scriptures, getting different translations, um, listening to different teachings on it, practicing it, preaching it, you know. And uh, like divine healing, this is an area that I can preach on because you know my story. I spent years studying this out and I received my healing for my eyes. 
You know, uh, back then, I rushed to the medical industry and I threw money at the medical industry and they could not even diagnose the problem. Okay, now, yes, we, we thank God for doctors. We thank God for hospitals. We thank God for nurses. We thank God giving us the wisdom of God concerning medication. We believe that doctors came from God and the medical industry. But how many of you know that the medical industry can only go so far? You know, so in my case, they didn't really go far at all. You know, they said straight, we, we don't know what's going on. And they tried different things. They literally tried different things. They drew my blood twice. They checked my heart. They um, said I must try like different medication over a period of time. They could not find out why I was getting lightheaded. And I uh, cut a long story short, I prayed it out because I know, understand wisdom. I practice it many times. I use wisdom many times. And I prayed it out and the Lord said, you need to believe me for healing for your eyes. And when he revealed to me that it was my eyes causing me to get lightheaded and what I needed to do, then I started going in that direction. And I started studying out divine healing. And it took me a while. And there was a lot that the Lord had to teach me, but I went through the process and I got my physical healing. And uh, from 2019, I never, ever, ever, ever got lightheaded ever again. And God gets the glory for that. So like I was telling this one lady that uh, her and her husband, they attend our home church every Wednesday. And there's something that she needs healing for. And, you know, when it comes to divine healing, a lot of people expect, you know, like, two-minute prayers and they expect that problem to go but uh, I'm honest with you when it comes to divine healing and I can speak from personal experience it's not a two-minute prayer you know because you need faith to receive your healing just like you need faith to receive anything else from the Lord Jesus made it crystal clear in his earthly ministry that it is according to your faith now I had to spend time building that faith up in my heart to receive my healing and I did, and I got that healing from the Lord. And uh, so I was explaining to her, you know, that this year could be her year that she receives a healing from that certain condition. And I told her straight, I said, be very careful who you listen to. There's a lot of people out there that will talk on healing, but they've never received healing from the Lord. They've never spent time studying this out. They've never spent time practicing this. I said, you need to listen to someone that's got fruit. That has been through the process. And I said, in my case, I have fruit. And I said, you can head over to our YouTube channel or any of our podcasts and websites like RSS or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon Music and just look for The Daily Witness. And when you get to our profiles, you are going to find a lot of healing content by this ministry. And for me, like personally, I've got my healing. I stood for my healing. I know what I'm talking about. So in part one of the healing journey, I majored on the fact that it is indeed a journey. It really is a journey. Now, I also said this in the first episode. I said, you know, some people will receive it a lot quicker than others. And it is all according to your faith. Not everyone's going to take long. But I'll rather be honest with you and say, you know what, for me, it did take a while because there's a lot that I didn't know. But it's not going to take as long for you as what it did for me because I had to learn everything stage by stage. And in all my healing teachings, I talk about the different things the Lord taught me to receive my healing. So you get all this kind of on a silver platter and you don't have to go through months and months and months of studying things out. You get all these revelations in these podcasts where you can listen to, listen to, listen to, do your own uh, bit of research, put those things into practice and stick with it. 
You know, so I just want to show you by scripture that it is already done from Jesus' side. You know, I'm going to say this. When I started believing God for my healing, I was really convinced that I was waiting on Jesus to heal me. And then the Lord led me to read 1 Peter 2.24. And I read it, and I read it, and I read it, and I read it. And I promise you this, I read it so much that one day I got a revelation of that scripture that it was already done for me. So I'm going to go over three scriptures. And I'm going to start off with the Old Testament. There's two scriptures in the Old Testament. And uh, from the Old Testament, we're going to jump to the New Testament. So I want to start off by reading Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. But I'm going to be reading it from the Amplified Classic. Now, this is a prophecy that was given to the prophet Isaiah about the one who was to come, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It says, Surely Jesus hath borne our griefs. And in brackets it says, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. Now listen to this. But Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being was upon him. And with his stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Now, you spend some time reading that. You don't even have to spend a lot of time reading that to see this. That the people thought that God was cursing him because of the way he acted in his earthly ministry. But all that happened to Jesus because of us. He took all that for us. The Bible says that Jesus became a curse for us. Not to us. But Jesus became a curse for us, that we might receive the blessing of Abraham. Jesus took our sin. Jesus took our curse. He did all that for us. Yes, Jesus was punished, but he wasn't punished because of the way he acted in his earthly ministry. He was punished for our sins. You see, Jesus had to get rid of the curse completely to get the blessing to us. He couldn't just add the blessing to us because then it would be a power struggle between the curse and the blessing in our lives. He had to eradicate the curse from our lives. So he took our sin, and by him taking our sin, he took our curse with him. That way we started on a clean slate, and then he gave us the blessing. So now I'm going to jump to Psalms 107, verse 20 to 21. Still talking about Jesus. Listen to this. The Bible says that God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Jesus is the Word. You can see that in John chapter 1, verse 1 to 14. Jesus is the Word. Now, we can jump over to 1 Peter 2.24, and I'll be reading this from the King James. It says, Jesus, his own self. Now, remember, this is the New Testament. This is the New Covenant. This is after what Jesus has already done for us. This isn't a prophecy anymore. This is what actually happened. Listen to this. It says, Jesus, his own self, bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. By Jesus' stripes, we were healed. So you can see, under the old covenant, there was those prophecies. But then those prophecies had to come to pass. Jesus was born of a virgin. Jesus grew up in the wisdom and the knowledge of God. He went into ministry. He did what he needed to do. He took our sin 
He took our curse. He died a horrible death. He went to hell for three days and he was raised again. And by his stripes, we are healed. So, no, we are not waiting for Jesus to come down and heal us. We're beyond that now. Now, we need to receive what he has done for us already. Now, I know there will be people that won't believe that Jesus has already done it because they think, if Jesus already healed me, why am I not healed? But can I be honest with you? Healing is supernatural. Jesus did it already. We healed already, but we need to receive our healing from the supernatural. And it eventually affects our natural. Now, if you don't have that revelation, I highly recommend that you get that revelation. And how do you get that revelation? You get that revelation by spending time in 1 Peter 2.24. Now, don't read it once or twice and say, okay, yeah, I think I got it. I can remember it. I can quote it from memory. No, 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 no. You need to read it and read it and keep it before you. You know, put it on your phone. Put it on your computer. Uh, make a vision board. Put it on there. Keep seeing that scripture all the time. You've got to see that scripture. You've got to read that scripture so much that it lights up on the inside of you. And someone might say, okay, uh, Brother Andrew, how do you know when you got the revelation? Oh, you will know. You will know. It will burst forth. You will, man, you will know. Just take my word. Do you remember Peter? When Jesus said, who do people say that I am? And Peter was the only one. He said, you are the son of God. You know, and Jesus said, flesh and blood hath not revealed this to you, but my father, which is in heaven. You will know. Oh, man, you will know when you know. It's kind of like you meet someone and you start chatting with them and then you start dating them. And then it comes to the point where one day you wake up and you're like, oh, my word, I love them. I actually love them, you know, and you can't pitch your life without them anymore. Guess what? You got a revelation. So you're going to get a revelation by spending time in that word that Jesus has already healed you. Now, you need that revelation because if you got that revelation, that's when the receiving starts. Now, we're not waiting for Jesus to come down and heal us. He already did that. He's waiting for us to receive what he has already done for us. That's what your healing journey is all about. Your healing journey is about receiving your healing from the Father. That's what your healing journey is about. Your healing journey isn't about trying to convince Jesus to come down and heal you. No, 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 no. Your entire healing journey is receiving what he has done for you. So when it comes to receiving your healing, you've got to spend time putting that word in your heart. Now, what I did, I had two to three scriptures that I would jump between. Obviously, 1 Peter 2.24 was my number one go-to scripture. But the other two scriptures I read to you, I would alternate them from time to time. You know, just keeping it fresh. I would keep it before my eyes. I would listen to healing teachings literally every day of my life. I would make plans on being healed. I would thank the Lord for being healed. I would keep speaking that I'm healed. And as you know, the Lord gave me a word to speak. He said, now that you're healed, you can. So I wrote it at the back of my door. Now that I'm healed, I can. I wrote it in my journal. Page after page. Now that I'm healed, I can. I don't know how many times I made plans about all the stuff I could do now that I'm healed. But I did it, and I did it, and I did it, and I did it, and I kept it fresh. And all that stuff that I wrote down, it's all the stuff that I'm doing now. Praise God. So I'm going to say this again. Faith is not a scratch card. It's a journey. Healing is not a scratch card. It's a journey. The lovely thing is, you don't need to come get your healing. You can get your healing where you are right now. And I would recommend that everybody spends time 
developing that revelation of divine healing on the inside of them because a lot of people might be doing well now, but there might be something coming their way in the future. There might be something that's going to happen in their family and they need to know how to minister on healing. You know, you can't minister on things that you have no clue about. That's why I started this message and I said, it's very important who you listen to. So spend time getting to know the Father as your healer. Spend time in his word on divine healing. I promise you this, it is not a waste of time. I hope this message blessed you. And remember, you are healed based on what Jesus has already done for you. All you got to do is receive it. God loves you. We love you. And remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.